Yo. Yo. Hola. Yo. What's up, guys? How One time for Wendy you? Day's glasses again. Hey, hey, hey. How are you? I'm I'm sitting here and I'm noticing that I'm peeling from this suntan that I got yes. last week. <laughs> yes. So I guess I'm okay. I'm alive. I'm well. I mean, how's everybody else? Super good. I got good. my fourth booster shot today. Or fourth. My second booster. Okay, my second. fourth shot, second booster. Oh, wow. I didn't know I could do that, but I went and did it anyway. Okay. So you got the double. It's like a double Hennessy on the rocks. Yeah, it's like you a double Hennessy. Yeah. If I die, then make sure you sue Walgreens. Oh, my God. Just saying. Okay. Walgreens, your days are numbered, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> how, was, how was South by Southwest, King Pan? It was, um, it was interesting from the lens. I, I, I didn't end up going. One of the, uh, the labels that I was going to go with, one of their guys ended up going to jail, one of the CEOs. So some plans changed. Mm-hmm. But we did have some troops Deja on the ground. We had, some, uh, we had some artists out there. And from what I understand from some of the DJs and some of the tastemakers, it was pretty cool. Um, I did notice everybody had something to say after the fact. And, you know, the Monday morning quarterbacking, the, oh, tell me how your experience was at South by Southwest this year, usually came from a person that's a notorious hater. Mm-hmm. So it was just curious to see or to hear some people's experiences. Right, Were the on, haters out? The haters are definitely mm-hmm. out. Um, but I think with good reason. I'm a South by hater. Really? Yeah. Really? That's I, why I'm remaining very quiet in this conversation. Okay, okay. I'm, yeah. I'm a South. <clears throat> if you don't have the money to advertise that you went to South by and made a movie, then don't go. You're better off saving the money because you're not going to. Being seen is one thing. Mm-hmm. Being remembered is something totally different. And mm-hmm. if you don't have the material and the, the boots on the ground and the promo and all the stuff to be remembered as well as being. Because everybody out there is going to be seen. Yeah. There's going to be 100,000 people out there a day. You have to be remembered. So, you know, some of these guys aren't memorable. Some of these guys, they want to stand out there and they wear. You, you could tell the artists that don't want to work at South by by looking at their shoes. Because this, yeah, it, you, you got to work. You got to walk, motherfucker. You got to walk. You gotta there ain't walk no cell phone signal, so you're going to have. No cell phone signal. Right. You're going to yeah. have anybody that's no wearing. No transportation. They uh, close everything uh, off. Uh, designer yep. clothes. You, this ain't, you're not here to work. You're here to look cool because somebody going to bump into you and take something out of them pockets because they pickpocketed out there. Yeah. Right? Uh, by the shirts they got on. You're a label or you're an artist, but you don't have no promo material on. You're wearing Burberry. and You know what I mean? So you can tell the people that want to work automatically. <laughs> So once you get through that that filter of the bullshit, then you start to really look at what some of these guys got going on. And the majority of these artists, when I say the majority of them, let's just say a good portion of them, go to South by Southwest and they don't have nothing, they have no reason to be at South by Southwest. They were just there because they think it's the place to be. You know what I mean? And if you don't have the money, you're better off using those resources that you exhausted, attending South by Southwest, trying to get on any stage that you could and doing all of this stuff. Getting on stages is cool. Getting on official South by South wages stages is cooler. You can't pay for those. You got to apply for those. Mm-hmm. So if you got enough shit going on, when you apply, South by Southwest is going to put you on a stage. How many people do you hear? Man, I don't know who the mo- I don't know who the fuck that was on the stage. Or I, I've never heard that artist's name. Because they're cool. one of thirty. Right. So you know something to think about. There's a way to get the most out of it, but for those people that are just going to go to South by because it's the thing to do, it's a waste of fucking money. So, like, if an artist management said you need to go out there and just walk around and find some motivation, that's a bad thing? I think, first of all, if an artist manager is telling me that I need to go to South by Southwest and he's not there the week before the music portion inside 
of the Austin Convention Center, learning all of the stuff that we talked about, like Twitter had got discovered there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of different, you know, Ghazi had a, a speech and, and or a panel. They're talking about crypto and all kinds of different stuff. So if an artist manager is encouraging his artist to go, then that means that that artist or that artist manager has to have a wealth of information, something that they don't know, because just telling somebody to go down there and peep the scene, that it's gonna, it'll cloud what you think is is success in the music entertainment. I think if an artist needs motivation, you shouldn't spend money on them at all because mm. you're gonna lose. If if you're not self motivated to do this, you're not gonna win because this is a business that's gonna knock you down. You're going to have to spring back up. It's going to knock you down. You have to spring back up. The goal is to get up as quickly as possible. So you've got to be motivated out the gate. If somebody has to motivate you, you need to go work for UPS. Yeah, but or, people or are only going to want it as half as bad as you. Yeah. That's it. Your management team and your people around you are only going to want it half as bad. If you're an artist and you have to have 40 or 50 people to move around, you're going to fail anyways. So if South by Southwest is somewhere you want to be or you feel you need to be, then, you know, get you a, a jump in a car and drive down there and get you a cheap hotel room on the outskirts. Ride yeah. on in, throw a hoodie on and walk around and learn. But if you're going out there for all of the, I'm going to try to get on every stage I can and not have no cameraman recorded. I'm going to give my song to every DJ that's not tagged properly and isn't registered and there's no clean version of it. And I'm going to go out here and pass out flyers to a website that I don't own and no QR code bounce back and my social media is dormant. Then save your fucking money, bro. Mm. Better off doing something else. I've dragged artists across the finish line. It doesn't work. Eventually, they self-destruct. I can't want it for somebody more than than they want it for themselves. And I just feel like with South By, it's an influx of thousands of artists who are all struggling. And it's not a a discovery place. It's a place people go because they want to... They want to hear the artists that they've already heard of, that they already know something about. Not super famous, Got you. but, you know, the bubbling artists. And if you're a nobody to them, you're just a guy on a stage while they're drinking and talking to their friends. They're not really paying attention because that's not a dis- that's not a way to discover music. So you're already at a disadvantage. Add into the fact that it's super expensive. I just feel like it's not it's not. It's not what people think it is. It's not what artists think it is. They're not going to come home stars from attending South By. But it's a great opportunity to learn. It's a great opportunity to meet people. But that's not why people go there. Yep. Yeah. They don't. They go to the party. Fuck off. Be seen. Instagram. And this funniest shit in the world because no cell phone signal. Can't take a picture nowhere and post that motherfucker. Nowhere. Yeah, we should get back to the hotel. Get into it. Get onto these stages. And keep in mind, Austin, Texas is a rock and roll city. So these are rock and roll venues. Yeah. So their sound Bar- system bars. is made for rock. They suck. They're they horrible. Suck. Yeah. They're not made for showcases and, and rap Eight, performances. And 808s. And 808s. <laughs> 808s. Right. They don't have air conditioning because they're not those type of venues. There are no windows. Listen, right. I've been I'm to a few. You, bro. Right. I've been to a few. I've been to so, a few. So, you know, going to South by Southwest with anything in the music industry, getting into it with an expectation is already failure. Failure at off top. Don't expect nothing. If you're going to South by Southwest to learn, then research the days that people learn or are teaching and go out there and learn on those days. Okay. Uh, I do want to start. Uh, what's the difference between an independent label and a label label? A major label? Yeah, major label. About 250 employees. <laughs> <laughs> and a budget. <laughs> Break it down a little bit for someone that don't even know what that means. Well, I mean, 
Wendy is 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 would probably be better suited to answer this question than I would, but I'll I'll give you my my quick one. Um, an independent label is trying to operate. Their goal should be to operate on the on the same scale, if you will, or not the same scale, but the same level, scaled down as a major label. The problem with that is that most um, independent labels, there is no hierarchy, there is no staff. So the CEO is the manager, is the booking agent, is all of these things. And unless you're in a position to know what roles you have to fill on your team and then ultimately what playbook those people are going to be given so that you guys can raise championship, there's nothing that anybody can do for you. Right. Atlantic has 268 employees. <clears throat> so you want to operate, you want Kodak Black results, you get salary for 268 employees. Because yeah. it takes, it, somebody got to come turn the lights on and wipe the bathrooms down and, and, and sanitize it. Somebody got to answer the phones. Somebody got to make sure that everything is done on the business side. And that's what people don't understand is that you know, getting social media is one thing. Do you have all of your logins for your social media? That's problem number one. Do you have updated pictures? Did you take these pictures on a Droid or an iPhone? As crazy as it may sound, it makes a difference. The pictures and all of the quality of this stuff changes when you exchange it via email communication, unless you're airdropping stuff. And I don't think you can airdrop anything with a Droid device, can you? Mm -mm, no, no green bubble. So, you know, can't, can't is it possible for an independent label to operate off of a cellular phone? You're fucking right. I can do it with my eyes closed. Me too. Mm -hmm. But most of these people that want what Wendy does or what Kingpin does or what Ferrari does, they don't understand it. They understand that you're the person to come see to get it done. So they pay you and they walk away. And it doesn't work like that because it still has to be worked. There are still things and decisions that have to be made constantly. Things have to be monitored. And all of that takes a team. And that's the major difference between an independent label, in my opinion, mm -hmm. and a major label. And I'm sure Wendy's going to give you some more schematics of it. But yeah, I'm going to talk about the money. Yeah. Because that, to me, that the biggest difference is the budget. Cash. Major labels have you know, billions of dollars to spend, whereas an indie label might have 20 grand or if they're lucky, you know, the 150 that it takes. I, I always compare it like this. The best analogy I can make is that a major label is like a cruise ship and an independent label is like a jet ski and they both have their pluses and minuses. So I don't want to go across the ocean on a jet ski, mm -hmm. but I'll happily do it on a cruise ship. Right. But if, if I'm putting out music and something happens in the world that I want to address quickly, I can't turn a cruise ship on a dime and make a U-turn or even make a left turn. It's a big, wide turn, and they're very slow. And that's the way major labels are, whereas a jet ski can go in a circle really quickly. So it can do whatever needs to be done as fast as possible. And to me, that's what in India is they're able to really... Um, react to the marketplace if i put out a song and it's not reacting i can drop another one next week a major label can't do that because there's so many there's 248 employees. a lot of different there's so many different departments exactly and there's so many artists usually an indie label has one or two a major label probably has 50 people mm -hmm. signed just in one genre and then they cover every genre so there's so many artists there and it becomes more about the money than the relationship. Shout out to my brother, the CEO Whisperer, who showed me a fun fact last night that says that the three major record labels generate $2.56 million per hour on streaming music. Oof. Mm. I wish they'd share it with the artists. 
2.56 million per hour. Wow. And considering that 85% of the 100,000 songs a day are loaded incorrectly, it makes you wonder <laughs> where all that uncollected and unclaimed money goes. Black box. Let's go on. Somebody's cat report. <laughs> okay. Uh, female artists features clearing records. Is it more difficult for a female artist uh, to secure bigger features solely uh, because of her talent? Like, so for example, like Mulatto or Lotto. Uh, you know her. This way with this her you know her. I knew she said it. it was hard for her to clear a record because someone that was featured on the song, who we do not know, uh, was in her DMs trying to get at her, and made, they made it difficult for her to clear a record. To mm. that, you guys say what? Wow. Does that happen often? Clearly, that doesn't happen for men like that. Um, it happens on the petty tip for men. I remember trying to clear. I had an artist on Atlantic, and we had a feature with a universal artist, and there was beef between the two labels over something that nobody even remembered why they were beefing, and I couldn't get it cleared. So, yeah, it, it absolutely happens for men. I think anytime you've got people and emotional people at that involved in something yeah there can be issues and pettiness and anger and love and you know all the emotions going on i've seen rappers that have genuine relationships and they're on different labels not able to clear features from each other because their labels turned it down hell but i've seen artists together. sign artists and charge them for features that they signed to their own label puffy was famous for that Ridiculous amounts of money. It's in the bad boy contracts in the early days. I can't speak for now, but in the early days, he was making forty or fifty thousand just to be like, take that, take that, take that. that. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. And it was in your contract. Got to come off that cash, baby. I mean, it's it's difficult for everybody in this business to get on. And when you're in a position and you're asking somebody that has what you want for leverage, you know that's. That's the key. Is it's a part of the fucking game, man. It, 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 in this leverage. case, it's bad because he wanted some ass. But it could have been he wanted some money. He wanted whatever it was he wanted. Whoever that artist was had what it is that the female artist wanted. And because of leverage, you either going to give in or you not. It's, it's up to you to decide. But then after it's all said and done, to be like, yeah, I'm going to tell you about your famous people. They some real bitches because you're famous. So fucking what? To do all of that and say the record still made the album and you still had to turn it in and you still did all of that was just pointless. Because we know it goes on every day. It goes on in courtrooms. You hear about it. You hear judges going in the back and taking prisoners in the back and getting head. And you hear about all the horror stories in the rap industry where they'll tell a guy rapper, bend over if you want to. You hear all of that goofy shit. You hear all the myths and the rumors. So you can put your own two cents on it, your own spin. Use your imagination. Who gives a fuck? Hmm. This is the music business, man. This is survival of the fucking fittest. Do you want to be the biggest in the world? What are you going to do to get there? You're either going to do it on your knees or on your feet, blood. It's up to you. It's just leverage. If, if, you, want to, if you want to win and get everything you want, you're going to have to build leverage. I'll bet Drake gets cleared. Clearances, Correct. excuse me, not clear. I'll bet he get whoever he wants on his next album. I'll bet whatever label they're signed to is like hell yeah. Give it to him. It's leverage. It's leverage. It's leverage. You, I like you, that word. You get what it's you uh, you get what you can uh, negotiate, not with your own. Okay. Exactly. Nobody's uh, and it happens in radio too, by the way. But I legally cannot say. It okay. Yeah. It happens everywhere. Yeah. It happens yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Man. Happens everywhere. The, the Me Too movement. You know, it happens in Hollywood where you got mm -hmm. the guy Harvey Weinstein was pulling the thing out on everybody to get roles and stuff and. 
And it's, it, I'm not saying that it's something that shouldn't be discussed, but I'm saying if, if it, it happened and you still got your record and you still ended up putting it on the album and you still did all of that, so are we left to assume that you had to give up some ass for that song since it still made the album? That's a good question. I don't know. We know it. We probably know it didn't happen that way, but why bring it up now? It was a good talking point on Big Boys Radio. All it could be. I got to say, I'm kind of glad that it came out only because if people know that this person is known for that, they know to avoid them. I think the artist like that she's talking knew. about is notorious for it. I think he's made an issue about it. I think he's, he even went online and said it. What about me? He said, I got both of them heads fucked up because I told Shorty, I know what he, his exact, not this thing. I'm going to sub, sub quote him if you will. Got you. Go ahead. What about me? What about what I want? Those were his exact words. Wow. I know what you want. You want to come over here, he said, because the rap is trash. That's what he said on his live. He said, the raps are trash. What about what I want? I know what you want. What about what I That's what he said. So, Well, if he was honest about it, then... That's what I'm saying. Like This is an individual that has been discussed in the public forum for, for, being, this, for being this type of way. Who gives a fuck? If that's what you want to get a feature from this artist, what you going to do? It's not about money with him. He wants some ass. It's up to you. Is the verse that bad? Is the feature that bad? There's a thousand other artists out there that'll give you a feature, bro, without trying to get some ass from And producers. There's some point. people that genuinely want to work with you. But when you come into the situation like a dude rapper, if you a dude rapper and you come into the game with all kinds of money and you're just green as fuck, everybody's going to take advantage of you. You become an ATM If you a female rapper and you come into this bitch and you're using everything but your talent to get to where you want to go, then people are going to try to take advantage of you. It's the position that you put yourself in. Not saying she put herself yeah, you're not, you're or not female rappers yeah. put themselves in that position, right, right, right? right? Not saying that at all. Right. But I'm saying it's, again, the leveraging of it. It's what, you know, how you approach situations, how you approach people. It's... it's I mean, we don't know the backstory of it, bro. You got to no, get, right, right, you got to right. DM somebody to get in the room with them and all this extra shit. So you don't know what a couple likes on Instagram and a couple hard eyes or, you know, a hand emoji up in the air of how it's interpreted. It could be interpreted any kind of way. But does it happen? You're fucking right. It happens. It happens every single day. Okay. All right. Uh, I got a question for both of you guys. What does an A and R do? What is it? Check. What is an A and R? Artisan repertoire. Yes. Right. Yeah, that's what it means. Yeah. Um, do you want me to go yes. for that? Okay, so um, I was joking too when I said collect a check. So an A&R person is the person at the label that's really the cheerleader inside. They are supposed to go out and discover talent. Um, not a whole lot of discovering goes on anymore, but their job is to find talent, bring it into the label, convince everybody as to why they should sign that person, and then once they're signed... They're the cheerleader for that person at every department. So they take them to the marketing department and say, yay, we signed this person and they're great. They go to the publicity department. Yay, we signed this person and it'll be real easy to get press for them. They go to the radio department. Yay, we signed this person and they make great radio music. They, they're the person that is the liaison between the artist and the label. And they also make sure all the paperwork gets done. All the splits are done properly. All the contracts are signed for producers, for sidearms, for features, um, for anything that needs to be done. That's really their job. And because they're so integral, integral, integral. It, thank you, in the label, it's one of those words integral, for me. Yeah. Thank you. So. What he said, um, it's one of those positions where 
it's so important at the label that they're paid a lot of money. But the downside of an A&R person is they're the gatekeeper at that label more often than not. And they are usually sitting in, in an office somewhere in New York or L.A. So they don't really have boots on the street. They don't really know who's putting in the work and who's not. They're usually looking at research reports that other people at the label are um, funneling to them to see, okay, who's reacting right now on TikTok? Who's reacting on Instagram? Who's reacting wherever? So they're a little bit skewed in terms of not being on the streets to know exactly what's real and what's not. That was a great definition. Yeah, shit. What she said. I like it. I mean, somebody who can... I don't somebody who I, don't I, like I guess them. somebody who can see the forest and not necessarily focus on the tree. So somebody who can see the goal in it, you know right. what I mean, and has a reputation. Right. Because, you know, you can be an ear for talent, but if they're not talented, motherfucker, you know, you're just an there's ear for just, bad talent. There's just some people that have an ear. You know, I've seen it in Fly from Think It's a Game. I've seen it in, um, there's a guy in the music industry even older than me called Eddie O. Mm-hmm. And Eddie has signed everything from disco music in the 70s to folk music like last week and he's just one of these people that has a great ear there's just people that can hear it and know it and then there's other people that need to look at research and data i'm one of those people i look at research and data to see who's moving and bubbling and then i go out on the streets to see is it real or is it bought or is it gimmick or Mm -hmm. is it bullshit so there's just people that discover talent in different ways. I think during the mixtape era, mixtape DJs became the A&Rs for yes. a good time, and then bloggers yes. replaced them. Drama, Canada. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yes. Bigger, all those guys. Bigger, I think yeah. those guys were... And then the bloggers... And then the bloggers came in and, and took over there. Like, yep. okay, y'all need somewhere to post y'all mixtapes and shit because y'all can only post them locally. We could post them globally, so now we're the gatekeeper. Right. And then now it's gone on now to... Now it's the platforms. Now it's the platforms, the fan introduction platforms, you know, platforms you know like what? Audio Mac and shit like that are very, very I'm going to take a little bit of a left turn here because I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. To me, I think what killed the mixtapes and the blogs for having power is they decided to monetize it. So they were picking really great talent in the early days and then it became a hustle. So you would have an artist, you'd have a relationship with a blogger. The blogger would say, okay, give me $500 and I'll write about them. And they were writing about a bunch of just bullshit because they were making money. And then the fans stopped believing in the blogger. Like, well, what happened to their ear? You know, that's how I found out about Drake was through this blogger. This is how I found out about Kanye. And now they're writing about Louis Lump Lump, who's whack. Right. Like paying to get your your interview in a magazine. Yes. There was no editorial. Yes. There's no editorial sense to it. So it was, it's a paid for advertisement. Exactly. And they killed themselves. Yeah. Mm. It's the same thing with South by Southwest to a degree is where the majority of people that go down to South by Southwest they pay to perform on non-official stages. And they perform in front of seven there people. there are right. hun- thousands of non-official stages yep. that's right. going on down there. It's but the there same aren't principle with the websites to be in the crowd. So you go to a showcase and it's the artist and all of his boys. It's the 30 people that paid $1,000 to perform. And the audience is them and their friends. It's not real fans. Or people just in there having a drink. And chances are, during South by Southwest... There's nobody casually walking into a bar and having a drink. Correct. It's a fucking zoo. Every one of the ones you want to get into, you can't get into because they're super crowded. Mm. So you walk that thin line. But 
Yeah, I think uh, uh, now the, the the platforms are definitely the new A and R's, but I still think the DJs in in a, in a large capacity, DJs still play a major role in mm-hmm. how music is discovered. May not be how music is consumed; it's consumed on the platforms. But how it's discovered, DJs still play a very, very, very important role. In that. I agree with that. I agree. All right, question of the daytime. Woo! Dear Cheat Crew, I'm a momager running out of money and patience for my son. I feel like he is as talented as ever, but he's extremely lazy. I've explained to him that if he takes it seriously, he wouldn't have to work that ridiculous day job. All he wants to do is rap in the studio, smoke, and hang with his boys. What do I tell him? I feel like you answered your own question, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, momagers... The problem with momagers and, and, and some artists, unless you're going to be like Ray J's mama, calling the radio station every fucking day and doing learning every aspect of it. Like, in, in my eyes, if, if the kid is talented and he can make whatever it is, then as a momager, you should know that where's the website, mom, so that we can sell merch, mom, so he can quit his half-assed daytime job that he's only making $150 a week. Show him that he could sell 15 T-shirts and make $300 a week, and I guarantee you he'll quit that job and start selling T-shirts. As a momager or as a manager, putting you in positions that you don't deserve or haven't earned are the signs of a good manager. Somebody that could take what you have and use their relationships and leverage that into positions for you. So as a momager, if you don't know what you're doing, and this is not something that you do on a professional level, then you're, you're moonlighting, and your son is moonlighting like a rapper. And he doesn't take you serious because you're his fucking mom. Shut up. Clean my room, mom. What's for dinner? Hmm. Nothing stops and ends when he doesn't rap. The world doesn't end. With a regular manager, a real manager, he's got about two or three times to not pick up the phone and do what he asked him before he tells him to pick up his shit and get the fuck on. You ain't got to worry about it. We ain't doing this no more. Mom is going to still be there. So I think mom has to either raise the fist or haul ass. Sorry. No, I'm I'm with you. It goes back to what we said at the beginning of this. You can't want it more than they do. If if your son isn't motivated to get up and do this, this isn't for him. If all he wants to do is smoke weed and play video games, then he's playing rapper. Yes. He's using that as his job description because he thinks that's what a rapper does. And Make it's believe. more doing exactly. It's more about doing that than it is about rapping. Because a real rapper is going to want to go to the studio and they're going to want to crank out a hundred songs a week. It's not about smoking weed or playing video games. It's about making music and they want it so badly that they have to get it out. It's like throwing up. They can't hold it in. Hmm. Key word to me was lazy. I hate lazy people. I don't surround myself around lazy people. When you say he was lazy, I immediately was turned off from the whole discussion. Yeah. I don't even want to meet with you or your son in the future, possibly. So yeah, for me, it's doesn't listen. Like, if you don't listen, if you're not coachable, you're a waste of my time. Mm-hmm. And he sounds like he's not coachable. Sad, because mom said she was running out of money, too. Put that it bag up, mama. It is put sad. that bag up. Stop don't spend another money. dime on his go ass. Buy, go buy you a bag. Yeah, put that bag up, mama. Don't Treat yourself. I think we're out of time. Yeah, time to go. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>